course. All right, so how are we doing, everybody? John Sintos here, Cass Brightlow. We are Cutter Nation. Uh, we're live on a bunch of different... Uh, oh, frame being dropped. Oh, anyway. Uh, we're live on a bunch of different sources, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We'll be everywhere. Um, we want to go over a quick... Um, uh, idea concept of what we are working on recently um, and some some things that we want to talk about. Um, we know that in the schedule of a lot of high school ball players and how things are going as far as how they go through their spring season, how they go through their summer season, and then they go into fall training. A lot of them go straight into fall ball and then winter ball, and then it just the cycle goes all over, especially out here in San Diego because the weather's so good. So. What we've what we're noticing is that for our guys that are, you know, spending a good amount of time before their whole season starts. So basically using the fall and the winter to train, to get the arm in shape, to work on your skills, to do the arm care and get stronger, that if you continue doing that process, even though you go through a strong summer, you know, heading out to Arizona or Georgia or, or LA or wherever that these guys are playing these big time tournaments, Florida, um, that in between those, still being able to do some throwing, work on your stuff, maybe not max effort because you're coming off from something from there, being smart about it and just attacking, um, you know, the the body and trying to make it feel as strong, as stable and as healthy as possible. Is that pretty yeah. much where we were going with it? Yeah. So I think in, in Minnesota, the season of baseball is a lot more obvious. So typically be, t- be for even the most like hardcore kids are going to stop October 15th and they're probably not going to start up until after the new year. So this off time is embedded in it and it's more obvious how they should progress through their year. And in warmer weather places, it's not so obvious because there's so many options and there are good opportunities year round. Right. And I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and that's actually what makes it. I mean, we, we understand that this is actually challenging for parents and families to make these decisions because you know, in the middle of December, you have a wonderful opportunity, whether it's a perfect game tournament or, or just even some of these local showcases are, are there's some big time people coming to these. So um, we're just not sure that people have plans around doing this. Right. We, we want to make sure that we're doing our due diligence, educating the people that are in our community so that they understand how how they should be going about keeping their arm healthy. So for the first part, I think um, maybe a jumping off point for me is establishing how, how, um, how many months a year you're going to be playing games. And that's something that John and I talked about. And I threw out this, uh, what did I say, every you know, three to six months of the year you shouldn't play games. Yeah. And, and, if, and if you can kind of start there, then you can start figuring out what you're preparing for. So... Um, I'll, I'll sell my argument for the, the three or six months, and then you go from there. So the reason why I was thinking about it is similar to the Minnesota thing. That's kind of how my brain's wired anyway. So bias aside, it's still an opportunity for at every point, no matter if you are a professional or if you are a little leaguer, you're still going to want time where you need to remove the anxiety and the pressures of competition. Okay, and everybody deals with that pressure and anxiety differently. And maybe and maybe those those are not adjectives that you would use, but competition is clearly different than what we're doing in a training situation. Right? So the benefits of good training programs far outweigh the benefits of one or two of these showcases, right? And 
And if you think about flipping the script a little bit from a player's standpoint, if we are talking about creating an opportunity where real money is involved in scholarships, right, you got to understand if you're worth a scholarship, some of these people might actually go to where you are, right? And they might come and meet you if you're an actual talent. So if you're really worried about being seen, um, you probably need to be spending more time in a training um, environment anyway because then when you are ready for competition, you, it, it's it's obvious that you should be showcasing your talent, and, and we just don't see that. So a simple solution for me would be very specifically deciding somewhere in that range of three to six months, decide not to play games during that time, focus solely on strength and conditioning and getting your arm in a better shape. So that's kind of, I would just, what are the some of the pros and cons of taking that time off or not? Yeah, um, I, I think that with what we're seeing with our guys who are have been training with us for the longest, that, you know, their continuation of building and working toward developing the skill of throwing or pitching and continuing to grow and build on that and, and understanding that the entire process is important, including if you go out and throw and you throw too much and you feel it in your arm, if you're not honest with yourself and can communicate with your coach, your parents, or even us, we would love for, we, all of our guys are doing a really good job telling us how they feel every time they come in the gym. And that can really affect the programming of how we attack of what we're going to do that day. Let's say we have a guy that threw on the weekend and he had a heavy throwing weekend and his shoulders feeling real tired. Well, what we're actually going to do is we're going to do some arm care. We're going to go a little bit reverse. We're going to do a bunch of arm care exercises do a bunch of mobility things, and then we are still going to throw, but very lightly trying to feel the pattern so we can keep the skill of the throw up because being able to throw loosely, even when you're a little bit fatigued, is is, is still a, an important skill to have because you, if you don't do the skill of the throw and really try to understand how complicated it is to throw it, but also it's not if you can just remember what it feels like, the more often that you can put yourself in that good feeling situation, you can just stay inside of it. And I think that Cass has known me for nine months now, and he hasn't seen me stop throwing. You know, it's, it's, I throw every week. I've been throwing, you know, two to three times a week we throw. And, you know, you just have to be honest with yourself and understand that if you're throwing a ton and you're getting sore, more sore than you would, that's your body telling you that you overworked as far as how much throwing you did. So you don't drop the capacity of throwing. You increase the amount of strength training and the arm care that you do so it can handle the workload. And I think that's where people are kind of missing it, right? Well, or, so so in, the, in the thing that I – I think this story is very, like, representative of what we typically see. So just, like, making up an idea of, like, my arm starts hurting, okay? And so to the point where I say, Mom or Dad, my arm is bothering me, okay, what should we do, okay? And we hope it's – talk to John and Cass and see what their suggestion is. And I'm dead serious because we're going to help you problem solve these things um, a lot quicker, faster, seriously quicker. Like you don't have to set an appointment. Just tell us that you're coming in. Something's wrong. And we're there. Right. Um, we did so, it this week. Yes. So that's the first thing is, is hopefully you have somebody in your life that you, you trust to give you at least some, um, a place to start to go and ask better questions to your physician. Okay, so let's say regardless if you have that conversation or not, you now find yourself in the physician's office. They're going to ask you things like what is making you hurt? They're trying to figure out what is hurting and then what makes it hurt. And you're going to say throwing makes it hurt. 
and they're not going to ask you how. They're not going to ask you, are is this only at 30% effort, at 50% effort, at 70% effort? They're typically not asking enough questions because they don't know enough about throwing. That's not because I don't think that they're qualified to be in that situation. It's simply that we are so much more familiar with what throwers are, are putting themselves through, right? We know that kids are commonly disguising discomfort because they're going to be able to play more um, by, by hiding that, right? So the incentive for them to tell somebody is not high because nobody's giving them solutions. So the, the issue with this whole scenario is people are not being educated that these things exist, okay? So in our community, right, it's not so obvious to John and I that this is as rampant as you will because we see people talking about this in our community all the time, right? So the other coaches and other training facilities that we have um, relationships with in the country, like we hear these things all the time. Um, so we just assume that parents and kids are also reading the same exact things that we're doing and following the same exact things, and it's becoming obvious that, that, that they're not. So what we think you should be doing is there are times when doctors need to be involved. We need to get MRIs. We need to get x-rays. We need to get further opinions on these things. We need to get physical therapists involved. Um, but we need to do those things when it's appropriate. And those cannot be the first things that we go to because oftentimes you can simply just ask yourself, what do I feel like? Right? And it's like, if I, can I throw the ball at 10%? Well, if you can, what's, what are you doing at 10% that you're not doing when it starts hurting at 30%? Right? So it might be as simple as just like it is a movement issue. It is as simple as the way that you throw creates issues where things don't feel good. And we can fix that pretty quickly. Right, Just like if you put a table on your foot, it's going to hurt until you take the table off. I don't mean to sound like so dense, but that's really as simple as it can often be. Sometimes it's trap tightness. Sometimes it's lat weakness. Like Sometimes there's so many different things that we can just problem solve before we get there. So it's just frustrating hearing people taking significant periods of time off because I know that these people are taking significant periods of time off are actually the ones that care and are the ones that are highly motivated to play baseball at a higher level. And this time is valuable, right? It is valuable time for arm development, but also skill development. Right? So we have the luxury of teaching our kids at Cutter Nation how to throw cutters, how to throw off-speed pitches, how to actually pitch in the game because of our understanding of how to keep them healthy and how to do that. So I'll hand it off to you, John. Talk more about our 100%, 20%, 50%, and where that came from. And, and to me, if, if you can't learn anything else from our conversation today, know what the heck that is and, and apply it. And every day is a day. Right, so today, today I'm 100% until I'm not. John, I don't. John's probably 100%. He's almost often. He's often 100%. So 100%, 20%, 50% describes the effort throwing program of what you're trying to do. But it's a way for you to be honest with yourself and gauge how much power you should be putting in every day. Right. So if you're going through a training session, uh, normally 100% would be day one. 20% is day two, 50% is day three, right? So if you run that three-day cycle, you're basically getting two 100% days in a week, right? Which is normally what we try to do. It gives you two days off in between from 100% throwing, so your arm can come all the way back, you can recover from it. And especially when you learn how what we teach to recover even faster and even stronger, so you can just be as, as, as strong as you want to be when you come back and throw again. So in real life, 
tell me how you use 100%, 20%, 50% when you were playing, and then we can talk about how other players do it because you're super reliever guy. Like, what were you doing with it? And then let's talk about what a high schooler might do. So, like, um, uh, when I was a starter, I, I spent time both, a starter and reliever. When I was a starter, it was really easy for me to do 100%, 20%, 50% because it put me into a routine because I knew every five days I was going to have my 100% days. So that gave me four days to have a 20% where it's gonna, I'm going to make myself feel better. And then the, the third day, I'm going to go, okay, let's see if I feel even better, stretch it out a little bit more, throw a little bit harder, maybe work on some pitches. I'll feel really good right there. And then that other day right there, the next one, I might even throw a bullpen. If I throw a bullpen right there just to feel good with it, it, it's all on feel based on what your health is. So he just went, as a starting pitcher, pitching every five days, he went pitched, 100% day, second day is 20% day, third day is 50% day, fourth day is probably another 50% day, you know, roughly speaking, yep. and then that fifth day is we're when you're starting again. And yeah. that's with four days rest, right? So yeah. that's even pretty aggressive, right? And we're actually talking about another day. So this could end up being to, I mean, really what kids typically do is real starting pitchers right now, I think they're starting once a week. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, Just depending on the off day, but they're normally going, you know, well, well, it's it's every five days, so it's slight. It's not quite a week, but yeah, yeah. You get you throw. You have on average, kids are throwing really hard once a week. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're suggesting that that be twice a week, and that if you are having the luxury of starting twice a week because you're good and you can handle it, now this goes right into what we're saying. So sorry to interrupt you, but I, we you weren't saying it in percentages. So it's all good, right? And then let's say rain out. Right now, he turns that game day into. Maybe he it depends on he feels right. Maybe he's maybe you threw a little bit too aggressive in that bullpen. He wants to do a twenty percent day and feel really good coming into that sixth day. So it's just a framework that allows you to see it in a simple way. And most people aren't equipped with something simple like this. You know, I've seen and I mean this like as a player, I, I had zero information like this growing up, zero. So when I got to college and my coach is talking about which days I'm not, this is completely foreign to me. So if he would have just told me you have three different days, it would have been so much easier for me. But I had a freaking, and I'm not kidding with this, I had a packet of the days that I was supposed to be on, and I was supposed to know where other people were on too. And it, I don't know, it just, it was not that simple. It got confusing, right? It got super yeah. confusing. And but I like to make things complicated. As, as a reliever, and having to throw way more often, but and less capacity, what I noticed was that, you know, I threw five days in a row, multiple times and in, in the last one of the last seasons that i played and it's my mom hey mom uh it's funny uh um anyway so one of the last uh things that i really figured out was how to be able to go like one to two innings as hard as i can at night and then spend the next day getting myself to feel good while throwing before the game and then having this recovery time after i would throw so Let's say I went two innings through up to 30 pitches, right? Uh, most of the time that would bang me out for the next day. I would, I would have a down day, which would turn into a 20% or 50% day for what I was doing. And so what I had noticed was that in order for me to go multiple days in a row, it was actually more beneficial for me to get to the field even earlier and do my own separate 20% day nice and easy, maybe getting to a hundred feet with a little bit of an arc just to make the arm feel good and then bringing it back into maybe 40 or 50 with a couple leg lifts and go easy and then that loosening up of the body and the motion right there allowed for later that night maybe 
So we normally early works at one. So I might throw from like two o'clock to two thirty, two forty five, or something like that. And then the game to when I would actually pitch, the game starts at six. But I wouldn't even pitch until like eight thirty. So that gives you six more hours to recover, right? So then you go into this whole mobility movement thing. You try to get a little bit of a sweat. You eat some food. You drink some water. You hang out, and then you just kind of chill and rest, and your body recovers and gets back to it. But it still remembers from six to eight hours before that that you already did move around, and your body still is kind of warmed up from there. So when you get going again, it just it feels like you're instead of starting at zero, you're starting at a good 20 or 30 percent, and you can really get to your peak end performance quickly. So in a, in a professional environment, that's what it's going to look like, right? And and he. He's also in a situation there where the organization better be trusting him because they're paying him, right? So it's his responsibility to know how to make his body feel as good as possible. And, and, and we can probably do a whole other podcast on how many guys he saw that probably didn't know what they were doing, right? So coming back to the youth side of it, though, this is where it becomes challenging. So let's say I have a 10-year-old, and they actually understand 100%, 20%, 50%, and they know what days they're on, Right. Now, between them and their parents, what they should be doing is telling the coach, hey, these are my 100% days, this is my 20% day, this is my 50% day, this is how it lines up with our schedule, what are your thoughts on this, right? And, and I think that's a little bit harder of a conversation to have because you have to now educate this coach and that's going to maybe take a hit on their ego. If, if, you know, I don't know, like, I, I can't imagine this is something that people are excited about having, right, this conversation. Um, so, but this is a real thing, right? Because you should be able to do this, right? And so as uncomfortable as it might be, um, because I, I, I don't imagine that other families are going to be having similar conversations. Hey, my kid needs to throw hundred percent twice a week. Um, that's exactly what they need though. So that, that's going to be the challenge is this is, we're telling you exactly what to do, um, because it works and our kids feel not only does, you know, obviously John talks about him feeling great and having the success that he did. But it is so unbelievably obvious that our kids are feeling something similar, right? When we have other coaches come in, when we have people from the outside coming in and watching our players, it's always your kids throw so much. It's always when it's nothing but positive feedback from this stuff, right? Um, and there's negative experiences in this because kids are playing at other um, in, in other places, right? And they are out in the wild is how I always refer to it. And it's like you have to know how to handle it and you have to be able to stick up for yourself and, and in the little leagues, like, that's a lot harder to do. You're in a tough position as an 8- to 12-year-old. And, and when, you, when you might know how to do some of this stuff and having that conversation with, with your coach. So all we can do is, the, the, the saying is, lead a horse to water. And, and hopefully we're leading you there a little bit and, and helping you understand the ways that we believe we get our kids to stay healthy, throw straight, and throw fast. And we just want to help. That's pretty much what I say. Uh, we, we sum it up with the experiences that he and I both received are very similar to what, um, and, and a lot further than a, what a lot of people who play the game have experienced, right? And, but, and then when we talk to a lot of those guys that have reached the levels that we have reached, the stories are almost identical with just different color uniforms. You know, it always turns into the exact same, the complaints are the exact same thing. And then, you know, playing with the San Diego Stars this summer and talking to those guys, same thing. Right. So the game and the issues that are happening at the next level have been the exact same issues that were happening back when we were playing in college and from there. And I think that's what we are trying to educate on to go from there. So. And, it, and it's also why our college kids buy in so fast and so, so early, because 
they they have seen what the system does for arms and they just they know so right when they have a solution that makes them feel better and gets them better results they're all in so all of our kids that just went back to college over this summer like they're already talking about the looks that they're getting from their their other teammates and the coaches conversations that they're having because they have a plan they know what to do they know their body people are like what the heck that's awesome and and a lot of other things too so Okay, well, we got to go. It's late. Training. We're going to start. Yeah, we got to go from there. We're going to do this stuff more. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for everything. Talk to you guys soon. Cutter Nation. Cutter Nation. Apparel is yeah. almost Apparel very website. ready, Check so we'll be able to be selling that pretty quick here. Oh, I was paused because of low battery. Good job. I wonder how long that was. It's okay. At least it's online. Share to story. That's me. It's always in there. Wouldn't let me download it though. It's okay. Okay. This fucking thing.